Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 38. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Manchester Orchestra. The indie rock band from Atlanta, Georgia, are releasing their new record tomorrow, entitled The Million Masks of God. In today's episode, we talk about the new record, how writing music through grief helps, and the band producing music for Paris Jackson. Here we go. Our guest today is one quarter of US indie rock band Manchester Orchestra. After a few years' break, they're releasing their stunning sixth record tomorrow, entitled The Million Masks of God. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours from Manchester Orchestra, Robert McDowell. Hi, Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thank you very much for your time today. Absolutely. Now, congratulations on the new record, The Million Masks of God, which is out tomorrow. It's the sixth record from yourselves and um, similar to the, the last one, it's, it's extremely cinematic and, and grand. What was the catalyst behind this new record? Um, I, I think with any record we're trying to make, we're trying to like evolve on what we've done while also taking, take everything we've done as a learning process as well. So when we went into this, we knew that we were very proud of Black Mile, but we didn't know how we were going to beat it. So it literally just took weeks and weeks and months and months of going up to the same cabin in Asheville and writing and finally got to a batch of songs. And it was, we knew that we were going to bring Catherine back in, but once we brought Ethan in as well, it was a new team and an exciting team. And it was just uh, like, for the most part, the creation of this record was the most healthy record we've ever made. And so I look at it as a victory to have just created something without despair in the process of it, like in the actual hours of it. Um, So I think that was our overall goal was to just make something we were proud of and make something that would stand up in our catalog and that we would be proud of and would help push us on to album seven. Of course. Um, I feel like on, on this album, if you, if you go back and and look at the previous six from where you guys started to now, it is um, like, I feel like with each release, it has gotten, you know, like more, more cinematic and more grand each time you go in to write a new record is there a um, 
like I guess a, a conscious effort from yourself and Andy to push those sonic boundaries and and um do something that you, you haven't quite done before on like on previous records. Um, absolutely. I, I think in the initial process, it's how do we get the song to the best place where the song works as just a vocal and acoustic guitar, and then how do we then take that and make the best band version but um throughout scoring throughout producing other bands and also the career of manchester we we've found that sometimes going down a rabbit hole will even if it doesn't give you the answer that you were looking for it gives you an answer so it's it's a big part of what manchester is to explore different routes rather than okay there's four people in a room we know that we can do a version of that and we've done it and we did a version of that for all these songs. So for us, the, the adventure is, okay, what's the alternative version? Where can we take it in this verse to veer away from that? Yeah, of course I did. Um, I, I read somewhere that yourself and Andy, when, when writing the songs, uh, if the song sounded too traditional or almost uh, like you could anticipate where it was kind of going, you guys would would try and I guess change it or um, I guess kind of mess with it for, for lack of a better term. How important is it for you both uh, to sometimes be able to subvert your audience's expectations and and try and surprise them? I think that um, ultimately we we want people to enjoy this music. Um, so in, I in no way is it ever oppositional to what anyone wants but for for me it's more of how do i surprise myself like there's there's a certain feeling i want to have listening because i will have to carry this album with me for the rest of my life so it's more of i want to surprise myself of when it gets to a thing being like oh that's right and like your intentions were to do this and then you went this way but it feels natural so it's I, I wouldn't say it's about su- surprising the fan as much as it's about surprising and exciting ourselves as a unit, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. It does. It does. <laughs> um, uh, you have to keep uh, things fresh. It definitely makes sense. Uh, the The new record, similar to the last one, is kind of designed to be played in one sitting and um, as a continuous piece of music. I heard that this was from the experience of scoring the the um, the movie Swiss Army Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, firstly, what was the I guess what was the conversation like when you try and bring that element into um, like you take it away from the movie score and you try and bring it into like an indie rock band kind of album? Um, luckily, the other dudes in the band were very trusting and. When we started initially with Black Mile, um, we were sharing the reins with Catherine. And so she she trusted us and the other guys trusted us. And it was it was kind of a win-win because if we sucked at it, we would just have the songs end or like take out some of these sections. But we learned as being the creative force 
as a supporting character with Swiss Army Man that look that doing something so little can have such an impact to what the main thing is that we wanted to try and apply that to music for the rest of our lives. So, hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I, th- I think that we were so gung ho on it that there was no telling us that we weren't going to do it, and so. <laughs> Every everyone was just kind of like go for it, and luckily they were supportive. And for me, you know, I grew up. My favorite albums were, you know, when it would get a little cold outside, I could put a CD in and drive and just listen to it like that. So for me, an album is an experience, start to finish. And so we we want to make that. I know it's not the way that music is consumed anymore, but I think that. There's people who do want to consume it that way, and we want to make that available for them. Yeah, definitely. I think that um, the album format, uh, although it's becoming a bit of a singles world, it is still nice to be able to have that uh, that, that full body of work in in one sitting. And it's, it's sometimes it's almost nice to be um, and <laughs> not not forced to listen to it, but in terms of uh, like the, what you. you like you want to hear it and you, you want to know what's next. And the fact that it kind of like strings it along helps, uh, yeah. helps with that experience. I enjoy it because it's one of the few things that you don't have to look at a screen to do anymore of like, <laughs> just sit on your back porch, put it on or put on headphones, drive, but just like, just listen rather than watch. Yeah. Yeah. That's very fair. <laughs> um, as mentioned, you guys have scored music. I know that you've, um, been producing music as well lately is there a different approach when you're producing someone else's uh, music that's like not manchester related and uh, I, i guess seeing how they work do you bring um any elements of, of how you work to to these guests or these clients uh absolutely i i think that being an artist or producer it's all creating art and so it's it's a cool experience because you work with someone and you get to help their music become their vision or shared vision but you also get to learn how they create and how they interpret certain moments and and that's something that you can absorb and not steal but be inspired by and i i, I think that there's such an importance to collaborating and learning what others have to do, learning how others react and sharing with them. And so 
for me, I just look at it as a way of opening up the world the same way that the Daniels opened up their world to us with Swiss Army Man. It's like, I, I, I just want to share as many of these experiences with people so that I can learn what their entire journey was to get there and how they got there and how I can apply mine to theirs and they can apply theirs and how we can share a combined journey. Yeah, of course. I'm, um, I'm very curious because I've heard this, um, and I'm not sure if it's correct that, uh, you both, um, you both produced Paris Jackson's record. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, how did that opportunity come about? Um, she was a fan of the band and reached out, um, through at the time, a boyfriend of hers and got in touch and, she sent over some demos and the core of the songs were so true, raw and beautiful that, you know, I don't know if you've heard, but a lot of the world's been shut down for the last year. Um, so we figured <laughs> out a, a safe way to get together and make a record. And it was to, to watch someone who grew up in such a limelight, such a, humongous family be so vulnerable true and artistic like that those are the experiences that make producing records worth it because i'll take moments from that on for the rest of my life um but she was a blast to work with and truly a great great songwriter and truly her rather than just Michael Jackson's daughter. And that's what, when we heard the demos, what made us excited is these are her songs rather than her trying to fit into a mold that would be expected. Yeah. It's, yeah, it sounds very cool. I'm, um, I'm very excited to hear the results of that. It's not a, not a sentence I thought I'd ever say of Manchester Orchestra and Paris Jackson, but it's a, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, (laughs) going back to the new record, the million masks of God, the, um, Mm-hmm. The record itself touches on birth and and death and what happens afterwards. And um, yes, if, if you're okay to talk about it, and please let me know if not. Um, I know that there was a more personal experience for yourself while going through the recording and and the making of the record. Did um did you find uh, I, I guess was there any form of cathartic uh, experience that you had in being able to go through? Uh, this and be able to process or, or ruminate on those thoughts of life and death at yeah. the same time. Um, it's it's funny we were speaking about this the other day, and I, I think because of the experience of my father passing and going through all of that, I was my memories so separated um, of what I choose to carry from that time. But I I started to kind of peel back the layers. And I I think at at that moment, I was using making this record as the healthy, the most healthy, unhealthy thing I could do of like, I needed to bury myself somewhere, whether it was like in alcohol, drugs, or throwing my life away. For me, it it was work. But there was also there's a part of me that I knew that I had to push forward 
but I couldn't feel certain emotions at that time. And so this, this album to me is an entire experience rather than a representation of grief or it's, it's a period of my life that I, I think I have a singular view that I'm excited if anyone can connect or take away from that. They're like, okay, shit does settle and it does get easier. But for me, this was the like, I got to pick up the pieces and move forward moment. Yeah, of, um, of course. It's, again, um, obviously everyone's experiences are different. And um, while having a similar experience to yourself, I can only imagine what it would have been like, I guess, like recording and focusing on an album like that while going through that experience. Um, Robert, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, we do wish you all the best for the new record and um, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Well, thank you so much and I, I hope to be able to see you sooner rather than later. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Robert McDowell for his time. The new Manchester Orchestra record, The Million Masks of God, is out tomorrow. We've left links in the show notes to their website if you'd like to buy the record. We also want to give a huge shout out to SOS at Beehive PR for helping out with today's interview. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.